and welcome into another episode of the Media Boat Podcast, your weekly one-stop shock shop for movies, TV, music, and video games. Not necessarily in that order. My name is Mike. His name is Matt. His name is Matt and Malaya. <laughs> Wow, already off to a great start. My name is Matt, his name is Mike, that's what I usually say. Thank you for joining us. It is January the 14th, 2023. This is episode 366. Yep. And hey, welcome. Uh, We're here to talk about all the stuff that he said. Uh, All those things and more. Got a banger for you this week. So let's get into it and start how we always start. We start with the The music music section. I would start the music section with the billboard. And we we'll start the billboard with the Hot 100. And get rid of those Christmas songs because we're back to normal. <laughs> Throw well, them in the trash. As normal as we can be because at number one, Antihero by Taylor Swift. Finally coming back so things are settling down. Yep. At number two, Unholy by Sam Smith and Kim Petras. Coming in at three, Kill Bill by SZA. At four, I'm Good, Blue uh, <laughs> by David Guetta and BB Rexa. Yep. And rounding out your top five, Rich Flex by Drake and 21 Savage. So yeah, if you're confused and you're like, why is it November again? Uh, yes, it is, because everything that was on the top five is now back in the top five. All scrambled around. Uh, except for Antihero. So Taylor Swift, now this is her uh, longest running number one hit. Mm-hmm. It passed Blank Space and is now her number one. Uh, so congratulations to Taylor. Not that we need to ever say that, because her life is a living congratulations. Let's be real. <laughs> Uh, come, if you're worried about the album chart, as for your Billboard 200. <laughs> always worried about it. At number one is SOS by SZA. Yeah. Coming at two is Midnight's by Taylor Swift. At three, Heroes and Villains by Metro Boomin. Mm-hmm. At four, Her Loss by Drake and 21 Savage. And rounding out your top five, Umbrano Sinti by Bad Booney. Is it summer again? What? Huh? Well, he's back. A note about Midnight's here. I don't have any of the music news this week, but it is a nice little tidbit of information. Midnight's is now the highest-selling vinyl release mm. of all time. Of all time? <laughs> Not of all time. No, uh, of, the recent, of the recent like, of recent past, I think in the last 10 years. Uh, yeah, it was the apparently one in every... What was the, the, the stat I saw? One in every eight... Vinyl purchases this year was Midnight's or something like that. It sold extremely well. And also, by the way, just like the last three years, vinyl records sold more than CDs again. Uh, They're back. It's going to keep circling right around. Still, yes. Still still the trendy thing. Also, they noted that um, I think one in four, there's another weird stat, one in four people who bought it said that they do not own a record player. (laughs) They bought it for someone else? Or to display, or just as a collector's item. Because, hey, those Swifties, they want Swift content, regardless of whether they can actually use it. Yes, they do. It's it's funny, too, because I saw this accompanied by a picture of someone trying to put, I think humorously, of course, not on purpose, a vinyl record into a car CD player. (laughs) It was very funny to me. Anyways, so yeah, there you go. Taylor, uh, setting records, as always. And selling records. (laughs) Exactly. But... If you don't like any of those albums, we actually have new releases this week. All right. So coming up on Friday, we have La La Land by Guided by Voices. Not that La La Land, though. No, no. But uh, that Guided by Voices, though, still cranking them out. Uh, Mercy by John Cale. Yeah. 
uh, not to be confused with Mercy the Band. Yeah, very different. Yes. Time's Arrow by Lady Tron. Rush by Monoskin. There you go. No relation to Rush the Band. band. <laughs> the Power and the Glory by The Bad Ends. And lastly, Lobes by We Are Scientists. Are we? Not us. Yeah, no. But yes, the band. Are we going to check out any of those this week? Are we going to commit to listening to any of these? Uh, maybe not this. Maybe Monoskin. I was going to say you're probably going to check out. Want to check out Monoskin? Yeah. Okay. Um. By the way, I did not have time to get to Margot Price uh, this week. I will probably listen to it today. Okay. So yeah, maybe I'll talk about it next week. And maybe we'll have a write up. Hey, on the website. Maybe. Uh, stay tuned. Yeah, we'll have to figure out. Again, we'll have to break out a schedule and see what we actually want to do for that. Yep. So. Okay, cool. Um, let's move on. Let's move in to some music bits. <gasps> the bits. The bits. The bits. The, the bits. And we start with John Fogarty finally acquiring the rights to yes. his clear, Credence Clearwater revival songs. Okay, so there's some background for this, but I'll be brief. Um if you know anything about... Uh, CCR and about, John Fogarty. Yes. Uh, you know that their songs are used a lot, especially with politicians. Politicians love Creedence Clearwater Revival. Mm-hmm. They'll use any of their songs anytime they want. Also, very popular uh, songs in films or television shows that have to do with the Vietnam War. Yep. It's a nom song. <laughs> it's very... Uh, uh, like. Well, the reason why it was so easy to do this was because the rights were not owned by John Fogarty or the members of CCR. Because of some lousy contract negotiations back in the 60s, they didn't have the power to basically determine how their songs were used. And this brought John Fogarty much, much stress over the years. Mm -hmm. Finally, after 50 years of fighting, he's finally gotten control of his own library. So that means that he will now be the last, uh, like the last call to how those songs are used from now on. So uh, you better pr- produce a pretty penny for Mr. Fogarty here if you want to use it from now on, because I bet he'll be a lot more choosy than his label was. Or we can stop making Vietnam movies. I mean, yeah, I mean it's by time at this point. Yes. But, uh, but yeah, uh, I thought this was an interesting little bit to start the bits today, because I was like, wow, finally, he finally got him. He finally got him. Um, but, you know, the, his songs are, like, like I said, Nom songs. <laughs> hey, but they're classics, though, and, and they do evoke an era. And um, as long as they're used properly, I'm looking at you, Republicans, yeah. uh, then they, then, then they, then that's fine with me. So, like, yeah, uh, this is good. The power's in the right hands. Uh, the power's in the hands that, that created it. it. That, that, that made, it. made those songs, so yes. that's good. All right. Um, in other music news, yeah, yes. uh, Dr. Dre yeah. is selling... Catalog assets to Universal Music and Shamrock Holdings in a $200 million plus deal. Yes, the latest in a string of, as we talked about in our wrap-up show, a year full of uh, selling off of music uh, music catalogs. Mm -hmm. So Dr. Dre is just the most recent in that list. Uh, Congratulations, I guess. $200 million, not bad. Um, Shamrock Holdings, a name that's come up these stories before, so it yep. makes sense that this is where... Well, that and go. Hypnotic. Yep, those are the big two, I think. And yeah, uh, I guess Dr. Dre got a payday. Uh, $200 million payday. Not bad. To add to his other billion dollars <laughs> that <laughs> he has. Like all that other money. <laughs> well, that beats money. Yep. Anyway. 
but let's just to someone actually releasing music. Yeah. As you right. too. Yeah. Not you also, but, but the band. You too is set to release Songs of Surrender, a new album coming in March with 40 remakes of older songs. Yes, so they're taking a, ta- a Taylor page from the Taylor Swift book here, not because of they don't have access to their masters, but because they would like to reimagine and re-record some of their old classic songs. This has already started. Uh, you can listen to, I believe, their uh, re-record of Pride in the Name of Love. I think that's out mm-hmm. this week. Additionally, this is in timing to coincide with the release of Bono's new autobiography. Uh, so if you'd like to read uh, Bono's take on the history of U2, you can do so while listening to the new songs. so Or re-records of the old songs, I should say. So yeah, that will be coming out later this year. Also coming out later this year, festivals. Yes. And we got some festival lineups. Uh, two big ones. Yeah. We have both Coachella announced and Bonnaroo announced. Yeah, Coachella uh, confirming our rumors that we talked about last week. Yep. Uh, so let's pull one up real quick here. Oh, you want to get a deep dive. Of course I do. All right. Well, we know our headliners are basically what was rumored. Yes. So you have Bad Bunny. And you have Blackpink, Blackpink, and you have Frank Ocean yes. with a special returning to the desert credit for Calvin Harris. Yes, uh, so he takes the um, the spot of um, Swedish House Mafia from last year mm-hmm. until they had to become a uh, headliner. Yep. Yeah. Uh, we also have for Friday or sorry, day one. Yes, day one. Uh, gorillas. Yep. Yeah. Yes, those gorillas. Burna Boy. Uh, the Chemical Brothers. Yeah, the Chemical Brothers. Okay. Blondie. Yes, that Blondie. Yes, that Blondie. Becky G. And uh, top five favorite, Metro Boomin. <laughs> well, not, maybe not our favorite. Well, Billboard top five any with other, heroes and villains. Any other names that uh, pop out on the day one uh, lineup here? Since we don't have really time to read all of these. No, but two other ones that pop out are Pusha T. Yeah. And recently Grammy nominated... Wet leg. Yeah, happy to see wet leg here. It makes sense. This is a move that makes sense for them, uh, especially after a big 2022. Mm-hmm. Also, uh, day one, I just want to shout out Magdalena Bay, one of my favorites from 2021, getting a shout out here. Hell yes, is what I have to say to that. And then very buried, but still on the billboard, still <laughs> on the, the card. Yes. One very handsome. <laughs> Idris Elba. <laughs> yeah, so Idris Elba here. I guess it's a DJ set, if I had to guess. But uh, congratulations, the man just keeps uh, showing up in unexpected places. Oh, they had Kiefer Sutherland on here a couple years ago. Right. But that's also because he was doing like a bluesgrass banjo act. Right, yeah, he was. This is hopefully not that. Yes. (laughs) But interesting nonetheless, yeah. So that's day one. Yes. Moving to day two. Day two, headlined by Blackpink. Yep. We also have Rosalia, Eric Pride, um, and DJ. Yeah, Eric Price, a name that I hadn't heard in years. Yes. Again, where's Mark? Where's Mark? Uh, The Kid Leroy. Yeah. Uh, Charlie XCX. Hell yes. Uh, And I think that's all that I... Well, a couple notes about this first line here. So, Boy Genius. uh, This means that Phoebe Bridgers is back, not doing a solo, but instead in her band. This is accompanied by Lucy Dacus and uh, Julian Baker. Uh, this is actually interesting because they have not announced new music. So this means that, hey, we're probably going to get a Boy Genius record this year. And hmm. I am super psyched about it because that first one was great. Um, also, a note here, Labyrinth is here, which makes sense. Labyrinth had a big breakout year 
because they are responsible for about most of the score of um, the Zendaya show. Uh, Euphoria. Euphoria. Yeah, they're the Euphoria band. So ah, Labyrinth being here makes a lot of sense. Okay. So any other names that pop out? For day two? Uh, Chromio. That's the only other yeah, one that popped Romeo out. Makes yep. sense. Another kind of trendy thing right now. Mm-hmm. One that popped out to me was The Breeders, which is really funny. So classic 90s Kim Deal band, The Breeders, uh, okay. is back together, I guess. Going to, um, uh, I saw them, actually, FYF 2012. So oh. I checked that off. Uh, but yes, uh, it's really cool to see The Breeders here. Also, Ethel Kane, after a big year. Uh, I mean, American Teenager was one of Barack Obama's favorite songs. So, <laughs> also, it's cool to see Snail Mail here on the Coachella, back on the Coachella stage. Uh, big, uh, big deal for her as well. So, oh, and Horse Girl, one of my favorites, it gets the last line tr- uh, uh, treatment for day two. Horse Girl, yeah, Horse Girl. I love Horse Girl. All right, anyway, so that's day two. Yep. Then we get to day three uh, with headliner Frank Ocean. Yeah. And I want to say co-headliner. Bjork. Yeah, her name is pretty large here. Um, yeah. yeah. Yes, that Bjork. That Bjork. Uh, we also have a boogie. Yes, uh, that's a boogie with the hoodie, yes. in case you were wondering. Credited just as a, a boogie. boogie. I don't know if this means he's officially shortening his name, or just for the, the sake of the poster Fake they shortened the, the it for him. boogie with the hoodie, otherwise he'd take a full yeah. line himself. <laughs> <with the> <laughs> uh, Fisher and Chris Lake. Yeah. Uh, and Jai Paul. Also Porter Robinson, another DJ name we haven't seen in a hot yep. second. Uh, Lotto is a name I haven't seen in a while, too. Yeah, Lotto. Um, otherwise, uh, on this list, Wiseblood and Alex G. Interesting to see them here. Not mm-hmm. exactly the Coachella-friendly names to me, but sure. <laughs> Why not? Uh, no Name here. Uh, it means that maybe uh, No Name's coming back this year, which would be exciting. Uh, what else? What else? What else? I also think it's kind of funny that they have both Gorillas and Glorilla yeah. in the same very uh, card. <laughs> very, very different. Also, Willow uh, here yeah. uh, after a big TikTok couple of years here. Um, and also just for, uh, uh, where was it? Just, just, just for the namesake, too many DJs. Yeah, a lot of DJs in day three. I guess if you want that. No, no, no. The name. Oh, too many DJs. I missed that one. Yes. Also, good to see uh, indie rock band Mama down here in the second to last light line here in day three. I really liked their record last year, so cool to see them play such a big stage. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, that's day three, and then yeah, like we said, Calvin Harris gets that weird returning to the desert credit. I don't yep. know when he'll pop up, so we'll just have to see. So that's Coachella. But they were not the only ones to announce the lineup. No. Because Bonnaroo yeah. officially announced their lineup as well. Headlined by Kendrick Lamar, yep. Odessa, yep. and the Foo Fighters. And this is pretty much where everybody who's not at Coachella ended up. Because yes. this one, in my opinion, might be a better lineup, at least for the headliners. Well, they do the, the DJ thir- uh, Thursday set with yeah. Zed's Dead. Right. Uh, and Liquid Stranger getting, <laughs> getting the boat. A reunited Diarrhea, diarrhea Planet. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting to see here. But, uh, <laughs> let's see here. For Friday... Uh, we have Baby King, yeah, uh, Grizz, Portugal, The Man, right, Subtronics, um, Oscar Award winning Three Six Mafia. Yeah, this is interesting uh, timing considering one of their members just passed away. Yeah, uh, kind of sad. Sad for that one. Uh, AFI. Yes, <laughs> AFI and Fleet Foxes. Yeah, who's not at this thing? It like. 
Rina Sawayama after a really strong record this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alex G's at this thing too. Yep. <laughs> to pull in double duty. Well, well this one's in June. Barnum's in June. Yeah. So there's some time in between. There's some. some, some oh. Yep. Uh, break there, as right. for Saturday's lineup, headlined by Odessa, there's also Lil Nas X, yeah. who surprisingly didn't get the headliner. No, but hey. Uh, Tyler Childers. My Morning Jacket. My Morning Jacket. Wow. Uh, Corn. <laughs> Believe it or not, Cheryl Crow yes. is here. Jid is here. <laughs> Jenny Lewis doing a solo set. Yep. Uh, Sophie Tucker doing both okay. uh, both Coachella and Bonnaroo. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, and also there's a Rainbow Kitten Surprise. Oh, I didn't see the best were on this lineup. Yep. Oh, shit. I'm telling you, if you're going right to Bonnaroo, there. make sure you see the bets. The uh, bets. I had quite a lot of fun when I saw them in April. The bets and Jenny Lewis on the same day. Wow. What do you know? Maybe you should go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to Tennessee. All right. Well, if you go, you there, uh, you want to go for the Sunday lineup. Yeah, because this one's killer. Yes. Uh, not that it has the killers on it, <laughs> but it is headlined by the Foo Fighters. Yeah. But also has Paramore. Paramore. Marcus Mumford. Right. Not his son. After his solo record this yes. year. Yes. Uh, the Revivalists, Alesso, Pixies, yes. and Girl in Red. Yeah, Taylor Swift's own Girl in Red. <laughs> uh, there's also Hippocampus. Yeah, which we just like saying. Yes, well, not to be confused with your very own Hippocampus. Franz Ferdinand. That Franz Ferdinand. Yeah. Yep. Uh, That's pretty much it. Oh, and Paris Jackson. Yes. Yes, that Paris Jackson. Curious. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, so that's Bonnaroo, roughly. Um, weird. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you can't technically go to both. Coachella is in April. Bonnaroo is in June. Tickets for those are on sale. Yeah, if you now. want to blow $2,000, go ahead and go to both. Yeah, well. You do you. Plus flights. Yeah, plus. It's only $3,000, uh, that, yeah, that, That's just, just just for the tickets themselves. Oh, boy. Yeah, no. Uh, count me out. <laughs> I do not want to spend that kind of money. <laughs> but, hey, maybe you do. Congratulations. Hey, festivals. They're coming back. Yeah, they're back. Yep, they're back. Here to stay. What else do we got going on? And lastly, in music news, someone was having a bad day <laughs> because they forgot about Dre. Ah, uh, so, okay. Uh, we do often talk about... Uh, Politics. Well... When they clash. Yes, but specifically when uh, artists are like, absolutely, you cannot use our music. I mean, kind of hinted at this with the CCR stuff. Yes. But this week... Yes, this week, Twitter removed uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene's video... Uh, which had the audio of still DRE. Yeah. Uh, after Dr. Dre's lawyer sent a <laughs> cease and desist letter this week. I, I read some of this letter. It's really, it's great. It's great because you can tell that Dre had his say yes. in how it was written. And yeah, no, uh, obviously uh, he didn't want, want to be associated with somebody like Marjorie Taylor Greene, which mm-hmm. if you're not familiar, who oh boy, don't Google her. Um, and so, yeah, like, this makes sense. Like, Dre wants control of how his songs are used. Mm-hmm. She should have known better. Like, come on. Well, now his music's going to Universal Music, so yeah. we'll see if it pops up. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, no, I definitely don't, just don't mess around with, with Dre. He'll, he, he, he's too powerful. Yes. <laughs> anyway. Anyways. Is he also in music? I think that's the bits. I didn't see a whole lot of other things going on. I didn't see anything else. Nope. So let's and... roll right into some video games. Yeah. Right. Like I said, we'll have maybe more thoughts next week. But yep. for now, let's roll it on. Yep. And we start video games with new releases. Yes. 
And we have Persona 3 Portable, Yep. Uh, which is coming to the PS4, Xbox One, Xbox Series X, Switch, and PC. Everything, this is the remake of the Persona 3. Yes. Which was, I think, before the PSP. This was previously a PSP exclusive, uh, the basically uh, re-release of Persona 3. Mm-hmm. Um, also, Persona 4 Golden. Both yes. are coming to all of those platforms you mentioned. Also important to note, if you're a Game Pass person on PC or Xbox, mm-hmm. this comes with your subscription. So if you've been waiting to play the Persona games, uh, the classic Persona games 3 and 4, and you never did because you weren't a PlayStation person, this is your final. Uh, this is finally your opportunity. Also coming out to everything, A Space for the Unbound. Yeah, I don't know what this is. don't know either. Um, well, it's a space there. <laughs> Uh, but your two big releases, or yes. I guess wider releases if you're not into the Persona games. Sure. Uh, Fire Emblem Engage for the Switch. Yes, new Fire Emblem game. What I understand about this one is uh, better, more streamlined strategy gameplay. It seems like it plays really well, but less um, dating game-esque meta stuff between your characters. So if you're looking for a Three Houses kind of vibe mm-hmm. from this... You're going to be disappointed. Okay. It seems like they excised a lot of the social stuff, uh, and it's more of a linear story. But the battles uh, and the, the gameplay is actually uh, really enhanced this time. So eh, your mileage may vary is what I'll say. Right. And also, Monster Hunter Rise, mm-hmm. out finally getting out of the Switch and into everything else. Yes, there was already a Switch and PC versions of this. This will now be on every other console. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if they're doing it that big of a graphical upgrade here because, again, it was a game made for Switch. So if you're expecting it to, 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 for it to look as good as Monster Hunter World, eh, probably not, is what I'll say. So <laughs> let that be your heads up. Otherwise, monster, more Monster Hunter. Yep. Uh, so let's get some video game news, and we get some personal trouble Ooh, with High on Life creator... Justin Roiland. You may more likely know him from Rick and Morty, of course. Yes. But he's in some hot water this week. Yes, because Justin Roiland has been charged with felony domestic violence in California. Actually, here in the Orange County system. Uh, Fun fact. Yep. He's been charged with one count of domestic battery with corporal injury Mm -hmm. and one count of false imprisonment by menace, violence, fraud, and or deceit. The charges are in connection with a 2020 incident involving a woman uh, Roiland was dating at the time. Roiland was reportedly arrested and released on a $50,000 bond in August of 2020 and arraigned in October of 2020. Having pled not guilty to the charges at the time, he appeared in court this past Thursday for a pre-trial hearing. A trial date has not been set yet. So we'll look forward to that yeah. in the coming days. Uh, a statement from Royland's attorney said, quote, We look forward to clearing Justin's name and helping him move forward as swiftly as possible. Close quote. All right. So uh, a little bit to unpack uh, here is, yes, it's still alleged. There's no uh, proof of wrongdoing here. That being said, after this news came out, you did see a lot of corroboration happening with just general ideas about Justin Roiland's character. A lot of people coming out with stories, evidence of direct messages that they mm-hmm. had conversations with him in, where it just paints him to be kind of a weird dude. Um, we talked a little bit about this uh, pre-pod, 
going to make sense for a guy uh, with this kind of sense of humor, this acerbic kind of like, uh, yeah, complicated kind of uh, kind of view on life uh, to have that repercussions in his social life. Turns out that this may or may not be true. Um, so yeah, kind of weird timing, uh, especially considering the huge runaway success that High on Life has been. Mm-hmm. And so it's definitely one of those like moments where it's like, oh, huge PR pivot, right? Where you had all these people talking about how great of a time they were having with this video game, only to now be like, oh, well, what about this guy, huh? Now we're knowing, finding out more about him. As you said, we'll have to wait until the trial takes place to see if there's any um, more evidence to um, prove the allegations and see how that goes. Um, But yeah, right now, it just definitely uh, makes all the recent success he's had and the ongoing success for years he's had, of course, with Rick and Morty. It really brings that stuff into perspective. Yep. Um, the reason it's coming out now is because of the backup from COVID cases. Yeah. Um, they're finally getting around to them. Uh, but we also kind of knew Justin Rowland may not have been, like, the perfect boy. <laughs> is there the company he keeps? Looking at you, Dan Harmon? Yeah, it's it's rough because I feel like, yeah, we did this once already with Dan Harmon. And I think it's, yeah, it's tricky whenever you have to... It, it's really hard not to armchair psychoanalyze creators of things but i think you could there's a version of this where you could be like looking at stuff he's made and being like hmm, this guy has some issues doesn't he and when a story's come out like this you're like mm-hmm, yeah maybe maybe he does but again it's all alleged we're not here to you know uh say anything definitively about this man's character and what he has or hasn't done all we can say is what everybody else is doing right now which is wonder and consider maybe reconsider um, the view we have on, on him and his creations. Uh, yeah, it's all really all we can do until we know more. But uh, I don't know. It's it's a weird one, and uh, we'll see what happens. I mean, it is weird considering, like like you said, the success he's had with Rick and Morty, with High on Live, seems to be on a roll. But <laughs> just like we saw with James Gunn, yes. sometimes the past can come back to bite you. The James Gunn stuff, though, is different. Let's not yes. compare the two. We're not comparing the Yes. James Gunn was just an edge lord on Twitter for a hot second. Who wasn't in you know the, in time the early early aughts, two thousand eight or whatever then, when that was. I mean, it was the style at the time. It's just that if you continue that style into say as recent as twenty fifteen, uh, you might want to reconsider how you you know go about your life. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know if Justin Roiland has ever had that come to Jesus moment uh, to use the term. And, yeah, this might be the thing that bites him in the butt and maybe uh, is a little speed bump in his career. I'll be interested to see if there's anybody who comes to his defense because, so far, it's been crickets, which makes you really wonder because you don't hear... I haven't heard a single person like a Dan Harmon come up in his defense since this stuff broke, which makes me think, is there anybody that's on Roland's side here? Well, they're not the only uh, entity that's been having crickets (laughs) lately. Yes. Because Ubisoft... Right. is screaming of crickets right now as they oh have boy. canceled three unannounced games and delayed its long-in-development pirate adventure game, Skull and Bones. Uh, again. Yet again. So announcing the news on Wednesday, Ubisoft said it's, quote, facing major challenges as the industry continues to shift towards mega brands and <laughs> long-lasting titles than, or that can reach players across the globe, across platforms, and business models. Close quote. 
uh, Ubisoft said it has spent the last four years attempting to adapt its biggest brands. See Assassin's Creed, yeah. Far Cry, Ghost Recon, The Division, uh, to these uh, converging trends. However, quote, the games from this investment phase have yet to be released. While our recent launched, uh, while our recent launches have not performed as well as expected. So yeah, included in recent launches here includes um, the sequel to Mario and Rabbids, they said in this uh, statement that uh, underperformed. I saw, that's the statement that I yeah. did see. It's interesting that they shout out at one point that, oh, well, it's because there's no big, we don't have the biggest brands right now. Dude, your game has Mario in it. Yes. <laughs> that's not an excuse you can use. So, okay. Also, Assassin's Creed, um, you may have run that into the ground yourself. So, yeah, there's a few things happening in this statement. Uh, first thing is, basically what they're saying here is that the trends in video game development is all about live games. They have some live games in the cooker. We know this. They're trying to live gamify Assassin's Creed by doing the Infinity platform. But it's not out yes. yet. As they mentioned, it's one of the Assassin's many projects. Creed Mirage. No, Mirage is separate. Mirage oh. is a standalone game that's outside of the Infinity thing. I thought that was the Infinity no, thing. No, 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 no. That's different. See, oh, they have two going on at the same time. This is another problem with Ubisoft, is that they have too many things happening all at once. Mm-hmm. They don't focus on one major project. And so I think that's by, that's like really harshing them right now. Not, not just that, though. They're basically saying we're putting out our single-player games the way we used to, and they're just not hitting like they used to. It's fair. Uh, but, yeah... The other thing here is, man, Skull and Bones. It's been now pushed to a huge range of, like, a huge time for release that it goes to next year. So this might not even come out until early 2024. This game has been delayed since it was announced on in 2014. So you might be talking about a 10-year cycle. Because consider, Skull and Bones was the game that was supposed to be a spinoff of the naval combat in... Assassin's Creed Black Flag, which was is an ancient game at this point. Yeah. Um, since then, we've had Sea of Thieves come out. So what I will say is, yes, of course, my heart goes out to the people actually making these games because it sucks to basically put your years of uh, like work into a game that still keeps getting pushed and pushed and pushed and pushed. I get it. But Ubisoft is really dropping the ball. It seems like their focus is wrong. Their priorities are wrong. They got to figure out something because, yeah, they're like, or there might be like, again, fending off potential buyers again if this doesn't work out for them. I'd say that if this doesn't, if they don't get the ball rolling quickly, mm-hmm. you might have another story about corporate massive takeover of Ubisoft, like we've been, what that, that's been threatened in the last. Well, they've been years. fending off corporate massive takeover. Right. They were from for a, a long time for Vendi stuff. Vendi, yeah, Vendi. comes to mind, and they were able to dodge that. But yeah, it's I don't know how much they have left. Because they gotta have some big hit soon. But yeah, again, it's hard to make video games these days. And uh, they're hopefully they'll figure it out. Uh, go back to basics. Don't hit triple A's. I don't know, but that's what they're saying. Is that the basics hasn't worked. Yes. And so, yeah, we'll see what they do. Let's see if any of these live strategies click. Wasn't The Division supposed to be a live game? So it is and it isn't. The Division is caught in this weird like Borderlands kind of zone where it's not quite that much of a live I thought game. The first one was it much was of it because he came really. up online. So, it, like Borderlands, it was a co-op yeah. uh, loot game. It was never a live game in the way that Destiny is. Oh, that's what you're. That's the division. division. It, the, the, that's the difference yes. between Borderlands and Destiny, right? Yes. Whereas 
Borderlands is co-op, but it's a story. Mm-hmm. And Destiny is like co-op, but also there's a bunch of live stuff happening live on top of it. Happening. You can run into yes. random people and stuff like that. So, yeah, that's the difference. They want a Fortnite, is basically yeah. what they're saying here. They want that level of thing, and they just don't oh, have no. it yet. Who doesn't want Fortnite with the billion dollars <laughs> running daily? Yeah, yep, yep. I mean, that's the thing. All video games want to be that now. Yep. So we'll see if they can make it work. All right. In the meantime, have you been playing anything new? Uh, more Fortnite. That's pretty much it. Uh, you've been playing more Pokemon? Yep, I've been playing some more Pokemon, some more God of War. We've actually been streaming on yes. Twitch. If you want to see our streams, I tried to set it up so it puts it on YouTube, and I don't think it worked yet. Okay. But where you can see our archives is twitch.tv slash mediaboat. Go there, and you can see us when we go live. Ignore the schedule. We need to purge some of the old stuff that's in there, but uh, we do have a plan about streaming more often going forward. So uh, we'll hopefully have a schedule going up soon. Yep. Uh, we're looking at two days a week. Yeah, I'll do least. one day, you'll do a day. At least, and we'll sprinkle uh, recurring games in with some new games as they get released that we're yes. interested in playing. So we'll check some stuff out with you, the fans. But enough about video games. Yes. Let's move over into television. And we always start the television section with the Sports Corner. Big day in sports if you're a football fan. The wild card games in the NFL playoffs are today. As yeah. well as more playoff games to come. Yes, they are today, tomorrow, and a fr- uh, Monday night game. Yes. Um, interesting about these playoffs, all Florida teams have made it. Hey, big year for Florida. Who knew? Yep, uh, they all play this weekend, so they all will definitely not play this, or definitely not win this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so yeah. we'll see what happens there. We'll see. So. Uh, but yeah, not since 1999 has all have all the Florida teams made it to the playoffs. I mean, everybody was just waiting on the Dolph- uh, Dolphins to be good again, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, ever since Tampa got good yeah. uh, with Brady. Right. So we'll see. Um, but in the meantime, yep, NFL action happening. NFL action also happening with the worst team because the Chicago Bears have earned the number one overall pick for next season. Uh, it's funny that they have the number one overall pick because the head coach of the Texans won the last game of the season, uh-huh. thus <clears throat> ensuring that the Texans didn't get the number one overall pick. So it was close. And the coach for the Texans at the time? <laughs> Former Bears head coach, Lovey Smith. Yeah, I knew you were going to say that name. <laughs> I recognize that name. So uh, there you go. So, yes. so the Bears edge out. Chicago barely. Bears, number one fan, helps get them the number one overall pick. <laughs> what do you know? Uh, meanwhile, in the um, NHL, in hockey world, the Boston Bruins and the Miami Hurricanes are the only teams left with less than 10 losses. So they are doing stellar in comparison to the rest of the league here. Uh, yep, everyone else has at least 10 losses. Um well, typically they have four overtime losses, but... Yeah. So, all but one of those are within regulation for the Bruins. Yeah. And I think wow. the Hurricanes play today, so they may hit their ten losses today. But yeah, yeah. the Boston Bruins are at five losses on the season. Dang. They're the team to beat. Yeah, they're the team to beat for sure. Another team to watch is the Seattle Kraken. 
The brand new team this season is on a seven-game winning well, no, streak. They, they were the new team last, last season. year. Sorry, I'm a year behind. Yes. Sorry, the relatively new yes. <laughs> compared but to still, the rest of everybody. In their second season, yeah. they're already on a seven-game win streak. Hey, you know what? We saw a similar thing happen with the, the Vegas Golden Knights in their first season. Yeah, right? that was their first right. season, though, so, where they made to the finals. Yeah, they got that luck. So, uh, yeah, well, let's see if the Kraken uh, continue their streak going forward and continue to be released. Uh, meanwhile, in the NBA, yes. at the top of the Western Conference, we have the Nuggets and the Grizzlies, yep. um, each uh, standing at 28-29 wins. And then in the Eastern Conference, the Celtics are at the top with 31 wins, followed by the Nets and the Bucks and the Cavaliers huh. with 27 wins. Hey, all right. So some competitive uh, basketball happening here. Yep, and Celtics are on a five-game win streak, so I expect that to continue. <laughs> oh, but Grizzlies are on an eight-game win streak. Ooh. I'm Meanwhile, the Rockets are on a nine-game losing streak Ooh, straight to the bottom. Yikes. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, Rockets. All right. Um, also in, uh, rel- <laughs> in relatively sports news. Oh, you want to talk about that in here? Uh, we should mention it. Okay. So... We still don't have a definitive answer from last week, the conversation that we had about the WWE. There was still no uh, official word on whether or not there is a purchase happening of the WWE from uh, the Saudi Arabian government. It seemed like it was likely to happen. There's still some rumors going back and forth about it still being a possibility. But there's also still a possibility out there for other media entities to want to buy. I saw somebody out there even throw Disney's name into the hat. Everyone throws that name into the hat. Yeah. I think that, well, because it's based in Florida. Yeah. But I, um, there's also floating around that WWE was going to end up purchasing AEW. Yeah, which would be wild. Yeah. And I hope that doesn't happen. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we'll have the official news when we get there, but I just wanted to update you that there's no official news quite yet. Right. Just that Vince that McMahon business. is back. It seems like he's board. back no matter what. But uh, whether or not that is to lead to a sale seems to be up in the air. Mm-hmm. Also, also in sports news, sports adjacent news, baseball's back. Baseball? New season? New season of baseball started last week. Uh, you can tune in by, by going to the baseball website. Um, the tacos are bad again. <laughs> I, I hate to break it to everybody. The tacos are the worst uh, 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 in the league again, just like season one. So, uh, yeah, stay tuned. Uh, how baseball works is a, a, every other week schedule. So oh, okay. There was a games this week. There won't be games next week or this coming week, and then there will be games again next week. So, yeah, there's a it's a week-on, week-siesta uh, uh, schedule. Yep. Although voting does happen during the siesta, so stay tuned. There might be important votes to make during the off time. Anyway, so yeah, baseball. But let's move on. Yes, uh, no other sports news. There's some yeah. baseball stuff going in the background. Yeah, but we'll cover all the changes when we get right. to spring training Whew. in March. Yeah, uh, we will have spring training games about the end of February. Uh, I believe the um, our cactus league starts on the 25th. Yep. So uh, looking forward to that. Well, that's when pitchers and catchers. Will- no, no. Gonna start. Okay, first game is the twenty fifth. That's yeah. two, two that's weeks early. prior. Yeah. Yes. So yeah, soon, soon is what I'm saying. Yes. About a, a little over a month away from baseball. So yep. anyway, but moving on outside of sports and into television news, uh, the Golden Globes were back this week, televised this year, as opposed to last year where they were not. Uh, that, people well, attended. People yeah. got drunk. Oh boy! Oh boy! Did they? <laughs> 
Uh, but your big winners including included House of the Dragon and Abbott Elementary winning their respective Best Television Series at uh, Golden Globes, almost said Emmys. While The White Lotus won Best Limited Series, just like at the Emmys. Best Drama Performance win to Kevin Costner for Yellowstone, Zendaya for Euphoria, Evan Peters for the Dahmer Series, Boo. and Amanda Seyfried from The Dropout. Best comedic yeah. performances went to Quinta Brunson for Abbott Elementary. Winning yet again. Jeremy Allen from The Bear. Yes. Jennifer Coolidge for The White Lotus. Yet again. Julia Garner for Ozark. And Tyler James Williams for Abbott Elementary. So, yeah, a lot of good uh, familiar names if you watch the Emmys from last year. Yes, except for Ozark somehow giving yeah. its way into the comedic and musical category. Yeah, I don't get that, but uh, it doesn't seem like a very funny show, but I guess <laughs> I could be wrong. Of course, that wasn't the the winners weren't the only things happening at the Golden Globes. Do you want to talk a little bit about the show outside of the award winners? Uh, you mean like how Eddie Murphy was basically, I don't know, he was fine. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, you're right. Uh, he made a uh, really a weird callback to the Will Smith slap. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. uh, yeah. It was like, yeah, the success is easy. Like, pay your taxes, keep out of anyone's way. And keep Will Smith's wife out your damn mouth. Uh, yeah. So the vibe of this thing was super weird. Yes. Um, uh, directing was all over the place. Right. Uh, there's so many weird cuts everywhere. And uh, I want to say, like, first time people behind uh, the scenes. But, yeah, there are people running around. A lot of people didn't know what they were doing. Where's the tech rehearsal on this? Oh, yeah. There was none. And you can tell that everybody was still a little awkward that they were even at a Golden Globes. Yes. Pretty much all the speeches that I saw in the brief period I said referenced at least once the fact that the Golden Globes is a weird, messed up thing now. Yes. And so I was like, wow, okay. So everybody, it's not like they just forgot. I don't know what they expected. That everybody was just going to do the Golden Globes like it was regular. Not thinking that everybody was going to come in being like, it's weird that we're here, right? (laughs) Because it was weird that they were there. Yes. So, those were the Golden Globe winners for television. We might talk more about movies later. Yes. But for now, let's move on to our second story in television. And it's a crossover. Yeah. Do you like country? I do. Do you like reality shows? I do. Well, I got something to sell you on. Country, singer-songwriters Jimmy Allen, Mickey Guyton, and Orville Peck. That's a three... A group of three that I actually really like. (laughs) uh, Have joined the new Apple TV Plus music competition series, My Kind of Country as scouts and judges to search the globe to find talented artists and break the next big country star. The series is set to premiere globally on March 24th. The artists each handpick a roster of up-and-coming artists, the voice style, and invite them to the home of country music in Nashville, Tennessee, to showcase their sound. The competition winner will receive a grand prize from Apple Music, which will include support and exposure on their platform. Executive producers Reese Witherspoon and Casey Musgraves woo, are also set to appear in the series. Oh, man, I'm and, sold. And that is what's going to get me to watch. I am sold. <laughs> Everybody on board for this thing sounds great. I'm excited. They really seem to have tooled, tooled it to us for some reason. Yes, in, uh, especially in uh, our household here. Yes. Uh, big fans of Jimmy Allen. Yep. Big fans of Overall Peck. Yep. Um, and Mickey Guyton. Mickey Guyton. She's great. Yeah. And big fans of both Reese Witherspoon <laughs> and Casey Musgraves. So, uh, needless to say, come March, we will be checking this out. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I don't think this will appear on our um, 
top end of the year list? Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Might be great. Who but knows? It's on Apple Music. I'm ready or for Apple TV. I'm ready for a singing uh, reality show that's one not the voice and two is not Katy Perry on the on the American Idol. So I am ready. Let's, let's give it to me. Just mm, yes, mm, eat it with a spoon. Because it is specifically country. How much country can you stomach in an episode? I mean, it depends though. The genre is actually, I think, wider in variety than mm-hmm. people give it credit for. I think you can have traditionalists. You can have pop country. Yeah. You can have. Um, Bluegrass, you can have... There's a reason they have their own award show. Right, yeah. I think there's, like, the all-country stuff, and you have Oral Peck there. Yes. So, like, that's telling you right there that the the range of sounds you're going to get is going to be wider than if you just had the tradition. Also... Not having a white, like, just a white straight guy in this channel gives me so much hope. There's not a single one. You don't count Oral Peck? <laughs> no, he's gay. Oh, yeah. I don't want to break this to you, but... <laughs> I'm sorry. Apparently, I saw him in concert. I forgot. <laughs> you didn't? I'm sorry, but how can you... Never mind. I just... It baffles me how you... We'll, we'll talk to, to the doctor to later. Orville Peck and not know that that man is gay. <laughs> we'll talk to the doctor about Orville Peck later, okay? Yes, anyway. There's stories. So there we go. Uh, so, yeah, looking forward to that. Yeah, that is... My kind of country. Or Apple... My king of country, which is what you have named it. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Keened. My king. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah, very cool. So that's in March. Yep, that is March, specifically on Apple TV+. Plus. Yes. So we'll see actually how many eyes are on it. Yeah, but I hey, can, at least it has hey. the connection with Apple Music <laughs> to help push it. Speaking of which, this is an opportunity to mention something. If you are a Windows 11 user, I'm being very specific here, and have been waiting for a PC-based solution to listen to Apple Music so that's not the old uh, rusty iTunes app, I've got good news. They finally have confirmed that an Apple Music app proper is coming to the service, and there is a preview build right now on the Microsoft Store. Oh. I'm going to try downloading that today when I get home and see. It will support the lossless music, which iTunes previously did not. Mm. So I will definitely give that a shot and report back. This is good news because that means I can finally delete that memory-hogging Android emulator from my computer. Okay. <laughs> I'm very excited. You're out of here, Blue Stacks. We need you anymore. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's move on. All right, let's give some thoughts then, shall we? Yes, we watch some television. Yeah, uh, watch the blue television about everywhere. Yeah. Um, so this past week we've had a new season of Showtime original series, okay. Your Honor. Do you have Showtime? I now have <laughs> Showtime. Wait, how? Uh, someone was talking to. <laughs> Somebody was talking to me about Your Honor, okay. because it stars uh, Brian Cranston, sure. and he was like, you need to watch Your Honor. And you were like, like who but, the hell has Showtime? And he was, I have Showtime. Here, here's your, here's my login. Yes. Got it. Okay. Uh, not specifically in those words for anyone who was listening, <laughs> <laughs> or for who may come after us. Sure, after. yeah, no one, no one attack us. Yes. We're not sharing passwords. No, no one should do that. No. No, no. I just... Um, they just uh, happened to use it on my computer. Yeah, you know, yeah, they saved it, and, you know, you were able to use it. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, I have access to Showtime. <laughs> okay. So, first thing I did was... Watch Your Honor. No, I watched oh. everything ever all at once. Oh, okay. Because then... that is somehow exclusively <laughs> on, on Showtime. Showtime now. But then after that... But then I watched Your Honor, and I started okay. at the beginning of Your Honor. So, this is technically a year, two-year-old show. Oh, this has been running for a while. No, no, no. This is season two. started this week, or got this past week. Got it, got it. I'm not there yet. I'm just going through season one now. Okay. Uh, so Brian Cranston is a judge, and his son hits a kid. Uh-oh. And kills a kid. Damn. 
on a motorcycle. Damn. That kid is the son of the local uh, mob boss, more or less. Um, like the, the quote-unquote most influential and powerful man in the city. Okay. So, because uh, Brian Cranston is a judge and doesn't want to see his one and only son go to jail, mm-hmm. especially after he lost his wife a year earlier, is basically doing everything he can to prevent his son from going to jail. And that's what the show's about. Um, judge be basically knowing the laws and how to... Um, Influence them to his own will to combat a more or less crime lord in the city. Okay, it, it's, it's kind of <laughs> compelling. This is where I can say, I, like, okay, I, he, I, may have, he may be on to something here. You're enjoying it. I am, I am in, a little bit enjoying it, yes. Uh, <laughs> I am three episodes in. Um, I'll probably get through season one next week, if I can, and then start the new season. But it is pretty compelling. It is very... It has a lot of um, the same people behind it as The Wire. Okay. I think it's why it's like so shot so well. Uh-huh. Um, a lot of it is very real, very gritty. But it's also... A lot of the uh, color palette is very muted. So it keeps it in like... Um, when it talks about like, oh, like the, the slums and like the projects. And it's like, oh, like here's all your muted colors. But then when it goes to the other end of the city, it's all brightly lit, especially inside of the judges' chambers, which is odd, mm-hmm. I think. Uh, but it's like, yeah, it's, it's a nice like, contrast of a city. But one of the things that they do right is they do a long take, has one of the characters runs from one side to the other. Well, it's not a long take, but it's a, a montage of who goes from one side of the city to the other. And you see... The, the light fades as he runs through. Uh, there was one scene, however, that really irritated me, and it was when Brian Cranston, in the pilot, gets out of the um, judge's box and basically walks over in front and starts acting like a lawyer. Okay. And questioning the cop. And I'm like, should you be doing this? <laughs> I get what you're trying to set up here, but is that really judge-like of you? No. That's what I thought. Good. Put that out there? Yeah. No, I don't think so. But then again, everything that he does in the series is very not judge-like. You know, someone who's supposed to, like, know the laws and obey the laws. And, yeah, maybe um, because you know them, you can uh, bend them to your will. What is technically legal? All right. So, yeah, your honor on Showtime. If you want to um, learn how to get away with murder that's not on ABC. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but yeah, that's your honor. Right. Well, there you go. So if you have showtime. <laughs> if you have showtime. It's a big if. Yeah. All right, what else this week? Uh, I also watched on Netflix a new cooking series. All right. It is a combination of Big Brother. Basically, no, no, it's not a combination. It's just Big Brother with the food. Oh, I've heard about this. They all live in the same quarters. Yes. Um, so separate from... What you think of with like Hell's Kitchen, where they all live in the same quarters and cook, they all cook for each other. Okay. So the premise is that in order to be a good chef, you have to be a good chef amongst your peers. Uh-huh. So you cook your food and your peers judge it. There are blind tastings. It's quick, it's only six episodes. Uh, but they, it's very Big Brother esque because 
no one else comes in and out. It's just them, and they're judging each other's food. So you see these alliances come in and break. And I swear there's one guy on there, Mike, who I've seen in other cooking reality competitions. Oh, I bet you have. There's a lot of repeat people on yes. those things. And I was like, I know I've seen you around. I'm pretty sure you were also on Hell's Kitchen. And you got kicked out for the exact same reason, because you thought you were better than everyone. <laughs> and sure enough. Sure enough. He still thinks he's better than everyone. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, pressure cooker, because it's pretty much they have it done within a week. But they're all um, Big Brother style cooking and competing with each other within a closed quarter uh, mm-hmm. system. Interesting. So, yeah, I don't know. I might pitch this to Christy because we are on, still on our circle high. Yes. And it's about to end next week. Yes. So we might need a replacement reality show. It's six so, episodes. They're all an hour. It yeah. goes pretty fast. Maybe I can talk her into trying that out. Because that sounds like an mm-hmm. interesting combination. I mean, she's even to the point where now she says something I never anticipated she would say. After we, uh, last week watching the, the newer uh, circle episodes, she literally said to me, should I get into Big Brother? <laughs> And I was like, oh boy, that's a can of worms right there, girl. I don't know. I'm glad I got the doctor in on The Amazing Race. <laughs> We're not going back and watching old stuff, oh, well, like but, when the new, the new, but the new stuff comes out, <laughs> we'll watch it. One of my favorite things is when we lived together, it was so funny because you would put on The Amazing Race when you had nothing else to watch. You would just fall asleep while it was on. Yeah. So I would sometimes come home and you'd just be a fall, like asleep in your armchair while Amazing Race episodes from like... 2003 were happening. Yeah. This is very funny to me. Well, they haven't perfected it yet. <laughs> but I like the adventure. I like going around um, not leaving my couch sure. or my chair. Yeah, you know. It's like, especially, uh, yeah, if you want to travel, they do the traveling for you. Yeah. I don't have to deal with airports. Anyway, anything else you watched? Uh, those are the two big things that I watched. All right. Week. I watched the pilot uh, for HBO Max's new animated series, Velma. Which is what it sounds like. It is an animated show that is about Velma, the character from Scooby-Doo. This is the Mindy Kaling project. But yes, that is the twist. This is Mindy Kaling twisting the character to be um, of uh, Indian descent, as she is in real life. And also changing, tweaking the Scooby-Doo characters as well to be slightly different. I know what you're probably thinking is the gut reaction to this kind of concept is, we've done edgy take on Hanna-Barbera way too many times at this point. This is old hat, like, let's do something mm-hmm. different. Velma is attempting to do something different, but before you get too excited, maybe lower your expectations for this thing. I'm really on the fence about this show. Like I said, I've only watched the pilot so far, but I don't know how I feel about the vibe of it. And it seems like it's getting extremely divisive mixed opinions. What I will say in its favor is... The animation is surprisingly good. Um, there's a lot of really cool stylistic touches that they're doing here. It's a good-looking show in general. There's a lot of cool experimental things they do with, like, dream sequences and flashbacks. And I think generally, like, some of the takes are really impressive. Like, there's, like, some really cool animation happening here. But it seems like in all the events and, like, press that they're doing for this thing, they're kind of just focusing on the writers and the talent. And not really talking about the animation studio, which I think does a great disservice. Because just watching the pilot, I was like, oh, this is like 90% like watchable because of what's happening on screen. It's a really interesting looking vibe that they have going on here. But the flip side of that is the writing. I'm not sure how I feel about it. Um, there's some great gags here. like It's a joke a minute kind of approach that 
you saw it like what you see in stuff like Rick and Morty. Some of it's um, uh, like like or a BoJack Horseman, kind of the style of what you'd expect an adult-oriented uh, animated show to be on. Mm-hmm. It's basically that kind of approach. It's very jokey, very constant, very consistent, and like that kind of tone. But where that maybe backfires is that Velma's character, also voiced by Mindy Kaling here, is not that likable at all. Like, they basically mm. take all the charm of that character and throw it out the window and instead make her the, uh, like, the default Mindy Kaling character, which is very much, like, smarmy, snarky, sarcastic, and constantly, like, like anxious about things and just not a fun character to spend a whole lot of time with. Mm. I think there's interesting stuff they're doing with the other characters. The uh, Shaggy equivalent, just named Norval here, uh, which is Shaggy's actual name. Yes. If you know anything about the uh, Scooby-Doo lore. He seems like the most interesting character so far. It's, it's, it's So far, the, the best bit that I think in the show is that they do this very, like, he's very anti-drug thing, which is hilarious <laughs> for that character. So there's literally a line where he looks at the camera and says... I don't. I've never tried weed, not once. And it's it's it's, mm-hmm. it's a good bit, but again, we've seen bits like this done before. And I don't know if this approach to the Scooby Doo universe is that different and that compelling to make it work in 2023. I may or may not go back to it and try the rest of the season. If I do, I might do a write up for it because I think there maybe is something to say about what it's trying to do. I just don't know whether it's successful yet. Some people really like it, though, so I may be willing to give it some extra time to really process how I feel. But that's on HBO Max. That's all of what's up right now. Um, so, Or no, not all of it. Sorry. Two episodes are up right now. It's going to be a weekly release going forward. So, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Okay. Uh, I will check this out. I forgot that it was on. Yeah, it's up there. Yep. Yeah, check it out. See how, how you feel about it. Because um, I know you have a slightly higher tolerance for this kind of animated yes. show than I do. That being said, yeah, I just, I don't know where it's going to go from here. I don't know what they're going to do with her character to make it likable. Because so so far, my biggest worry is that if you're not rooting for Velma, who are you rooting for? Uh, and that's my worry. So we'll see. Okay. Also, there's an attempt at some sort of, like, mystery, actually, uh, premise. And I don't know if they're actually going to commit it, to that. Is it weekly episodes? Or it's it, going to be well, weekly, yes. Okay. Uh, so, yeah. I don't know. We'll see. All right. Um... So, that's on HBO Max. Yeah, that's HBO Max. Um, also coming to HBO this Sunday, The Last of Us, the HBO series. I hmm, I think I'll be checking this out, because I've heard some really interesting, positive feedback mm-hmm. from video game people, not just... So, they, I guess because of its video game relation, they yes. actually gave video game press members uh, early uh, access to all the episodes. Yeah. Seems like people like it. People who really like the video game really like this adapt- adaptation of it. So I might watch it. Uh, I'll be checking it out. I'll try to get my doctor to check it out with it. Maybe we are new Sunday show. So, yeah. Uh, just because it's getting high. A good, I've seen a lot of like, yeah, good praise from it. Really good praise. I think I saw 88 on Metacritic. It's high. It's high. Yeah. So, yeah, this might be the next big HBO hit, which is weird to say. But it's also what they need. So. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, but, yeah, we'll talk about that next week yes. when we'll have feedback about the first episode. Mm-hmm. So stay tuned. Anything else? That's pretty much it. Uh, oh, we had a surprise Patton Oswalt this week on Celebrity Jeopardy. That's what I watched this week. <laughs> yes. I'm sorry. A surprise run the table of Patton Oswalt. I mean, I was not surprised that he was good at Jeopardy. I mean, I wasn't either, but uh, it's also fun to see 
Yeah. Pat Oswald. I can't wait to see whether he... The semis. I can't wait to see him have to battle Michael Sarah to see who moves on. <laughs> uh, so yeah, uh, fun. Yeah, Celebrity Jeopardy remains fun. Uh, so the Circle uh, wraps up next week. Yes. So we'll have full thoughts well, about the Circle's finale next week as well. Yep. Uh, it's getting complicated. I feel like this is the most drama they've ever had on this show. Yeah, I think there's a lot more alliances that are there and breaking. I feel like the producers really put the wrench in it this, yes. this season. They set up something that absolutely worked. And it's ruined everything for everybody. Yep. And I don't want to go into details, but yes, we'll go into full details, just full spoiler talk next week when we talk about it. Yeah, maybe, so next week is the full circle breakdown. Uh, maybe I'll get our circle uh, correspondent to join us yes. for that. And in the meantime, I don't think anything else. Uh, TV is slowly returning. Yeah. Um, so check your, um, if you haven't recorded. <laughs> check your local listings. I'll say check your DVR if you haven't recorded for series. Break out your TV guide, you know. Yes, check your guides. Um, TV is slowly returning, because I think Hell's Kitchen also returned this past week. So, competitions are coming back. Uh, Regular TV is starting to get in full swing, uh, especially as we have the Super Bowl coming up soon. And the Grammys. Yes, very, very soon. soon. So, stay tuned. In the meantime, here's some stuff that is and isn't coming back. Cancellations and renewals. What am I no longer watching? Wow, this one was brutal. You're no longer watching Inside Job. Even after they uh, like confirmed that season two, two was coming, they decided to give it the axe anyways mm-hmm. at Netflix and have canceled it, which means that the existing season will be the only season of Inside Job. Yes. Um, unsure if they're going to put it, shop it around to others. Other you would, creators, think, you would think? think. I could see this as That's a Hulu, Hulu show. Yep. Um, because, yeah, it's really disappointing... That it's a true inside job, and they make so many jokes about Netflix. I did not care so much about Inside Job when I watched the season one, but like uh, the first half of season one. Yeah, I, it's still unfortunate that it ends uh, before they could actually, you know, finish it. Yes, it is weird that they split season one up into yeah. two separate bulks. Uh, Netflix always handles their animated stuff like this, and it's never it's never worked for yep. me. It seems dumb, but whatever. So, R.I.P. Inside Job. Peacock is bringing back Pitch Perfect colon Bumper in Berlin, which I thought was a movie. I thought it was a movie too. <laughs> but I guess it wasn't because it's going to get season two. So yeah. I guess congratulations to Adam Devine. Yeah, you convinced <laughs> yet another NBC show to get you a second season. Shrug, I don't know, who, who knows. AMC has finally confirmed that the eighth season of Fear the Walking Dead will be its last. This coincides with proper The Walking Dead ending yes. this year as well. Spinoff, though, The Walking Dead Dead City has been delayed, so it will not be releasing quite yet. Uh, it was supposed to be a spring release. It will now be a fall release. Got it. So it's just going to be pushed to the end of the year now. Don't be surprised if it gets pushed even, even further than that, yeah. uh, seeing as The Last of Us is also coming out uh, right. this week. Here's a bunch of uh, renewals for you. First up, Rogue Heroes gets a second season on Epics, yeah. alongside Billy the Kid getting a second season on Epics as well. All-American gets a sixth season on the CW. The rare CW show that keeps going. It is so rare. It is officially the only <laughs> show that has confirmed to come back next year for so this season. Go. The last of its kind. Abbott Elementary on ABC. Yay! Gets a third season confirmed. Yep. Of course it does because it's being showered with awards. Yes, this was announced immediately after the Golden Globe wins. And I'm happy to report. Watching uh, season two's uh, second half right now, it still deserves all the praise. All it's right. still great. Grown-ish, we'll get a sixth season on Freeform. 
Netflix has decided they don't want no Mo Mo because Mo uh, will have its last uh, season two will be its final season. Yep. So no more no Mo Mo. CBS is inexplicably bringing back Ghosts for a third season. Who watches this show? Chuck Lorre. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> uh, Paramount Plus will be bringing back Criminal Minds: Colon Evolution for a second season. Well, that's Paramount Plus. Yes, that's what I said. Yes. <laughs> Stars. And I heard CBS for some reason. No. Stars is bringing back Minx for a second season. NBC has delayed the premiere of Found. Uh, yes, that was also that was supposed to be the post Super Bowl. Aha. But now it's going to be fall proper. So what will release. now be the post Super Bowl? Have they announced? Don't know yet. <laughs> Interesting. I don't know what CBS or what NBC has. I'm not sure. To, to do there, I don't know. They they needed a Super Bowl lead in. Yeah, they. they I don't know. I don't know. Who knows? Next up. Wait, do they get the Super Bowl this year? That implies what you just said implies that. I thought they did. If it's them, it, they do. I don't know, actually. Okay. Who knows? Uh, we'll find out, I guess, at some point. Uh, yeah, Google that while I finish yes. these up. Um, next up, Mayans MC will get its uh, final season in its fifth season on FX, so that will end soon. Dead End, colon, Paranormal Park, canceled after one season on Netflix. I never watched this, but I saw some interesting things about it. Uh, so there you go. And then Snowpiercer, canceled after three seasons on TNT, even though its fourth season was completed and shot. Yes. Uh, so yeah, disappointing, I'm sure, if you're a fan of that show. You won't be able to see season four unless they figure out a place to put it. Since it's a TNT show, who knows where that would end up. I mean, it is a TNT show. There's HBO Max, maybe? Uh, maybe. Because it's a Warner thing? Maybe. I don't think so. I don't know. We'll, we'll see. Uh, well, you continue to Google. Uh, what I will uh, yeah. move into now is some deaths. We have three unfortunate deaths here. First up, Jeff Beck, age 78. Of course, a Hall of Fame guitarist. Uh, famous for being the guitarist in the Yardbird, Yardbirds. Uh, for, obviously best friends with uh, Bob Dylan. Also, the titular Jeff Beck group. And a six times Grammy winner. You saw a lot of artists, especially those who use a, a Fox. It's Fox this year. Yes, which means 911 probably yeah. gets the lead. <laughs> One of the many 911s. Yes. Um, so, yes, uh, you saw a lot of artists, especially those who are partial to the guitar, uh, come out and have a lot of glowing things to talk about Jeff Beck's uh, guitar playing over the years. And, yeah, definitely will be a legend missed mm -hmm. among the music faithful. Yeah. Then we have Charles White, age 64, was a football player for the Cleveland Browns and the L.A. Rams, won the Heisman back in 1979. Uh, yeah, uh, they just had him in one of these Heisman commercials because they yeah. were doing the Heisman uh, trophy ceremony last month. So, yeah. so there you go. A, uh, hall of, not a Hall of Famer, but in our hearts. Well, NCAA <laughs> Hall of Famer. Sure. Heisman yeah. Trophy winner. That's fair enough. Then lastly, this was a recent one. I believe yesterday uh, this came out. Yep. Lisa Marie Presley, age 54. Uh, daughter, of course, of Elvis. Singer-songwriter, her in her own right, though. Uh, lights out, you ain't seen nothing yet. Uh, worked with a lot of prominent musicians in her time. Long career, but yeah. Uh, dying young at 54. Yeah, uh, she was just on an award show, too. Yeah. Uh, not the Golden Globes, the one before it. Um this was at the Gotham Awards? It was in December. I don't remember. 
regardless, yeah, this was a sad one to yeah. see. I don't think a lot of people saw this coming. Uh, but yeah, uh, you also had a lot of people come out and talk about um, kind of her legacy um, yesterday, mm-hmm. talking about the impact she made. And so yeah, definitely, definitely a rough one. Yes, uh, at one point married to Nick Cage. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna bring them out there. All right, let's move on though into the movie section, our final section of the day, and we always start with the weekend box office. Don't want to surprise anybody. Don't you know? Rise from your seats. But number one is still Avatar: The Way of the Water with forty-five point eight million dollars this week. That's yes. going up again. Yes, I believe from uh, last week. No, that's down slightly. Down. Uh, that's down by. $10 million from last it's week? Tough. Not that big of a drop-off, though, considering. <laughs> no. And uh, that's a 517 no, domestic. What, this its eighth week now? <laughs> yeah, not bad like for an eighth week. week. Yeah. It's just chilling, uh, number one there. Coming in number two, though, no slouch itself, was M. Thregan with a $30 million debut. Congratulations to the um, twerking robot lady. <laughs> number three, Puss in Boots, The Last Wish. Another $13 million. That's at $88 million. Anything to say about Puss in Boots? I was going to say, I think that's on Peacock soon. Yes, it will be. Yes. Uh, so, yeah, you might have a chance to watch it at home. I might do that because it seems like they're doing some interesting things with the animation there. Yeah. Number four, A Man Called Otto premiered to a measly $4.2 million. Well, it got the wider release because yeah. it made the window for last year. Right. And then at number five, rounding out your top five, Black Panther Wakanda Forever sticking around with $3.5 million. That's at $4.45 million domestic total. Yep. So it will... Not quite get to 500. No, uh, I don't think I'll get to 450 either. No. But then again, Avatar just completely blew past it. Yeah, it it didn't matter (laughs) because Avatar was automatically your biggest movie of 2022. Yep. Let's move on to this week's new releases. Uh, So, uh, just the one, I believe. It's missing. Yes, Yes. this is the quote-unquote sequel to Searching. Oh, right. The John Cho Yes. Uh, in front of a webcam Right, that movie. Thing. This is the uh, pseudo-sequel to it. Someone else that is now missing. missing. <laughs> I wonder when anybody will search for them. Yes. We'll see. Um, you will see next week, we'll we'll see how well Plane does, <laughs> as it has not uh, hit the top five yet. No, but they are uh, bombarding <laughs> me with ads to see Plane. Plane. All right, let's move on to our first news story in yeah, movies this week. I guess we this one. Yeah. Though. Uh, first news story in movies this week is, of course, the Golden Globe winners. They happen to TV and they happen to movie. Yep. movies. The Fablemans and Banshees of Insurin won their respective Best Motion Picture categories. Because, again, Golden Globes divides them into comedy and drama. And Banshees of Insurin is Somehow a, a comedy. musical. Oh, sorry. A comedy. musical comedy. <laughs> yes. While Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio won Best Animated Picture. That was one of the awards I actually did see. Yes. So I got to see him receive that and say that, uh, say his line, of course, about animation being for everybody and not for kids, which yep. was good to hear from Guillermo. Steven Spielberg won Best Director, and Martin McDonough won Best Screenplay, uh, as predicted. Well, yes, <laughs> both for The Fablemans, Director, yep. and Batches of Injury. Yep. Right. Acting awards went to Kate Blanchett for Tar, asked Austin Butler for Elvis, Michelle Yeoh for Everything Everywhere All at Once, Colin Farrell for The Banshees of Inchirin, Angela Bassett for Black Panther, and Kei Hui Kwan for Everything Everywhere All at Once. Also, uh, the internet was happy because RRR won for Best Original Song. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Something for everybody at the Golden Globes. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, the song "Not Too, Not Too." Yes, yes, no, no relation. No relation. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, one, yeah, for best original song being out, uh, yeah, Lady Gaga, yeah, in her song and Taylor Swift, yep, because <laughs> technically Caroline, yeah, yeah, uh, but yeah, um, so for the the film, sorry, the motion picture part of the Golden Globes, yes, for the supporting actor, it's supporting actor and actress for any motion picture, right? right yeah. Two for Angela Bassett for Black Panther and Kihei Kwan for. Everything ever all at once. So not bad. Um, again, the, the Golden Globes, you know, they're complicated right now. But and in one another thing, I will say, in no way does this represent what your favorites going into the Oscar season will be. Uh, just forget all this. Forget yes. all this because it won't matter. It won't matter. It's because the SAG is coming. Yes, that was when the real ones start. Yes, and we'll talk. Yes, uh, not, yeah. though nominees for SAG came out this past week. Yeah, we'll talk about them when the actual awards we'll happen. That. In February. We will get there. But in the meantime, mean pass, uh, we have news about a media boat favorite topic, movie pass. It's still here. It's still around. Sort of, kind of. Well, whatever movie, movie pass is announced, it has raised its seed financing, led by Animoca Brands, a Hong Kong-based game software, blockchain, and venture capital company. And this is where it gets interesting. Oh MoviePass declined to state how much money it had raised as part of the seed financing round. MoviePass co-founder with the great name, Stacy Spikes, who bought back the company in late 2021, says he... Uh, Stacy uh, misled me there. No, uh, no, it is... He, he, <laughs> okay. I'll, I'll throw them up for you. <laughs> I just... Okay. Stacy. Uh, Stacy says uh, that they plan to do another round of financing at the end of 2023. There's Stacy right there. Yep. Uh, <laughs> where was I? Um, <laughs> at the end of 2023 or 2024. By that point, he expects the theatrical box office will have rebounded from the pandemic. At this point, movie theaters are still struggling to fill seats post-COVID, and studios have released fewer films. MoviePass said it plans to use the new funding to accelerate the beta relaunch of its movie, movie theater subscription service, and to develop and implement the company's Web3 strategy, which includes virtual reality cinema experiences and using technology to drive traffic to theaters. Spike said, Animoca Brands believes there is overlap between movie customers and uh, fans of the metaverse and blockchain. All right, they lost me. Yep. I don't care anymore. I knew they would. I don't care anymore. Um, when you start using that stuff like that, literally only investors and companies care about. Yes. You've lost most of the people. I don't know what the hell they're doing with MoviePass anymore. Uh, well, you know, virtual reality cinema. So, you it know. It doesn't mean anything. What does that mean? It Watching means, a movie in your Meta, meta Quest? Like, in your meta that means? Put your Meta character yeah. in the movie. No. Watch it through your phone on the no. screen. No, thank you. I don't want that. No? I don't want this. We don't want this. I don't want any of that. Only MoviePass can do it. So you're watching it through your phone. Yeah, on but the I don't want to do any of those things. So I don't need MoviePass, I guess. Or you get there early and you play the uh, AR VR games uh, from uh, Maria Menudo's. <laughs> <laughs> I can do that without a VR headset. Thank you. Um, yeah, no, this is just a company, a walking corpse of a company with no idea what they're doing, trying to glom on to anything that would give them venture capital money, Yes, is what this sounds like. And what better way than to say terms like, meaningless terms like Web3 and Metaverse, and hopefully somebody gives you money to do it. Yep. 
that's what's happening here. I don't believe a single thing that Mr. Stacy Spikes is saying. Um, so yeah, we'll see. Uh, yeah, Movie Pass is still in limited uh, release. Not in any of the big major markets, but <laughs> as we talked about last week, right. there are a lot of big movies supposed to come out for 2023. We'll see if Movie Pass can get you in if they even exist anymore. Yes. All right. That's it for movie news. Did we watch any movies this week? I did not. No, yeah, I got nothing either. Yeah. Uh, slow release oh, time right I now. I did watch The Menu because it was on HBO Max. Okay, that's a last year movie. Technically, yes, it's a last year movie. Uh, I got the concept they were trying to execute for. Yeah. I just don't think they executed it well. Fair. Uh, especially when your entire premise relies on these specific people coming to this specific dinner <laughs> at this specific island where everyone, including the... Uh, People preparing the meals knows they will be executed at the end of the meal. <laughs> oh, no. So the staff knows, the head chef knows, but he brings these diners, basically what's supposed to be invitation, not invitation only, but it's like on a reservation list. But these specific people got a reservation for this specific date <laughs> because at some point, all these specific people have wronged this person, the, the head chef at some point or another. And you're supposed to, like, figure out, like, how they're all connected. But at the end, he just, like, straight up kills everyone. Hmm. So I'm not sure how impactful, like, the message is. Where I get I get the meaning of it. I do. Where it's, like, don't be a critic to someone who puts their heart and soul on a plate. Right. That, like, either it be, like, on a plate, on the screen, um, just in an artist form. That these are artists who put their passion out for display and for you to sit there and critique it um, may not be like all that helpful or like all that promotive to society. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, if you're just going to end up killing them at the end, what are you trying to say back to them? Because they can't learn from it. They're dead. (laughs) Yeah. Weird. Yeah. Very weird. Very weird. I get what they were going for. I understand it, but I just think the ending execution was a bit flawed. (laughs) Enough. And there's my critique on the menu. Please don't come kill me. <laughs> so that's HBO Max, right? That's all. Yeah, yeah it's on okay. HBO Max now. All right, so check that out if you want. Yep. Otherwise, no new movies. So we'll report back when we watch something. Yeah. Um, I was I, really hoping that that the menu would be something a little bit more mystique and more sure. serious. Sure. Uh, especially because the trailers kind of like hinted it at a dangerous, uh, most dangerous game kind of situation. Mm. Not quite. It's just revengeful chef is vengeful. Well, so much for that, then. All right. Well, anyway, I didn't watch anything, so we can safely end the movie section and safely end this week's edition of the Media Boat Podcast. Yes. That will do it. Thank you for joining us. We uh, will have more and more and more stuff to talk about next week. And if you want to catch that live as we record it, you can go to our YouTube channel, Search Media Boat Podcast and find our channel there. Like, subscribe, but click the bells for notification if you want to see us live. We typically go live on Saturday mornings, so tune in there. Saturday morning, West Coast time. Yes, West Coast time. And if you want to see an archive of our videos, you can also see that there. If you'd like to see us or hear us in your ears through normal podcast means, you can also do that. You can find us on Spotify, Google Play, Apple Podcast, Amazon, 
anywhere you listen to podcasts, you can download us. Also, you can find our special episodes, including our March Madness brackets and our year-end wrap-ups. That's mm-hmm. all available on our podcast feed. If you want to see a visual interpretation of all these things, go to mediaboatpodcast.com, our website, where we'll be running updates about new episodes of the podcast and new streams for video games as we stream on our Twitch channel. If you want to see that Twitch channel, we're twitch.tv slash mediaboat. Find us there. We'll have a more solid schedule moving forward about what games and when we are streaming very, very soon. So stay tuned to that. You can also find this in social media networks like Twitter, where we're at MediaBoatCast. Find us there for updates about when things go live. And then if you want to email us questions, comments, feedback feedback about the show or any of our videos or write-ups, please email us at MediaBoatPodcast at gmail.com. If you ask us a question for the podcast, we will read it live and answer it in real time. So if you want to have a question answered, if it's something you a burning thing that you've wanted to know about us, hey, Email us, mediaboatpodcast at gmail.com. In the meantime, we'll be back next week. Thank you for joining us here. Uh, Stay tuned next week for even more, and we'll see you then. Yep, we will have our thoughts on The Last of Us, the TV series. Yes. um, As well as anything else that comes up. Who knows? It could be anything. So stay tuned, and we'll see you guys next time. We'll be back with more news, more thoughts, and more us. Yep. Bye. All right, bye. (laughs) 